Welcome to the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast, featuring your host, Angela Harders. We are committed to cultivating a peaceful world beginning right in our own hearts and homes. Together, we believe that the world is our biggest and best classroom, and the people and places in it are our greatest teachers. So I invite you to join me on the adventure of a lifetime, beginning with a conversation that can change the world. Today's episode of the Peaceful World Schooling podcast is brought to you by the book, Tales of a Toxic Teacher, Exposing the Cycles of Abuse Within Our Schools, written by Angela Harders. In this book, Angela shares some of the shocking experiences that happen behind the closed doors of a public school classroom and exposes some of the many abuses that take place in school intentionally and unintentionally, and no one escapes unscathed. Tales of a Toxic Teacher is available for purchase on Amazon.com. The ebook and audiobook versions are also available for free to members of the Peaceful World Schooling community. If you are interested in becoming a member, just check out the membership link in the description below. Thank you so very much for supporting Angela and for helping to make the Peaceful World Schooling podcast freely available to all. Hello, and thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Peaceful World Schooling podcast, where we're committed to cultivating a peaceful world beginning right in our own hearts and homes. Today, I have the privilege and honor of being able to introduce you to Karim Davalos. Thank you so very much, Karim, for being with us today. And to all of my listeners, thank you for joining us as we have a conversation that can change the world. Thank you, Angela. Nice to be with all your audience. Oh, thank you so much. So to get us started, can you just share a little bit about you, your family, and your story? Of course. Well, uh, my name is Karen Davalos. Uh, we are a family of four. Uh, I have two kids. Olivia is nine. Bruno is 12. Uh, we live currently in Lima, Peru. Uh, we moved here in um, 2017 because we lived before in Chile. Oh, wow. um, uh, well, we uh, started our, my kids started their school life in Chile in an international school. That's why they speak English very well because our our uh, first language is Spanish, really. Uh, mm-hmm. But they they started uh, their school their school journey with pure English because it was an American school. So um, it was a good starting point because uh, they communicate very well. They had an uh, that school was very international. They had eighty uh, percent was international community. So that. Uh, that school was wonderful for them because they get they got to know several cultures and and we we, we got to know very different people from from all around the world so we were very happy and the school was wonderful really but when we started when we uh, decided to move back to peru uh we uh, sadly we didn't found the 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 schools the a school that was that were similar to that and before that, when we um, started thinking about moving, we, uh, I started researching about options, right? And I started reading about uh, homeschooling and schooling. And well, it was just an idea really because we were moving because of work, because of our job. So uh, it was uh, like, well, it was like an ideal but for us, it was not possible really because of the of the war. We we had to be at our jobs all day, and that demanded time. So yeah. we just went with the flow and enrolled them in, in a similar school, and they were there like two years mm-hmm. until the pandemic hit. So they the jobs have started. Uh, I think my son was in uh, fourth grade and my daughter was second grade starting and they just stopped the classes after one week. They, because here in Peru, you start classes on March. We, oh. we start the, the school year on March. Uh-huh. So they just it just stopped and we started uh, 
the schooling at home from 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 the from their school. Mm -hmm. So, as many families, uh, we got to see what they really were learning and the uh, and the things the teachers were were teaching, mm -hmm. and how they were teaching them. And so, and we realized the schools here, the private schools, international schools, bilingual schools are not cheap, are very expensive. It's like a luxury for mm -hmm. South Americans in general to, to have access to these types of schools. Mm. So you realize that all the effort, all the work to get the money to pay the school, and it's not what you expect <laughs> really uh, because and, and moreover, they were not prepared for, for virtual schooling, for online schooling. So my kids were uncomfortable and they really didn't have the, the, the correct ways to, to make the classes. Mm -hmm. So it was too much kids. First, first day of class was like 60 kids in one session. Uh, the teacher had to stop. <laughs> the class like 10 minutes class? yes like, like 10 minutes uh before it started she just said okay i can do this and she disconnected so did she was in, in full full panic oh wow but it was not her fault really the school didn't didn't give them much direction they just say well you connect and start class yeah right and yes and they, they, they could not that easy it, teaching so, online is very very different yeah and we were we were really patient with with the with the teachers because we understood that this was a particular situation it was not right. normal yeah but time time went along and and the school started getting like uh you have to do the homework you have to do the tests and the teacher wanted the, the kids to connect from 7 a.m. through 2 p.m. and then come back at 3 p.m. for a reinforcement for some kind of um, let's do the, the let's do this 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 subject one more for the ones that didn't understand very well or mm -hmm. I want to have a meeting with you because you didn't uh, send the, the homework and it was really chaotic because we didn't have the time we were working at the same time yeah. um, <laughs> it was full pandemic and we didn't know what to expect uh, really and, and oh wow we just uh i i started uh, talking with my husband and i said well if we want to do this change in our in our the kids education this is the time yeah. <laughs> because it, it, i i think we would we we won't find another better time than this because we are here we had to be here at home with them so we can try it and, and see how it goes and if it works. And I think they are gonna be happier because my more my son that is older, he was suffering. It was it was not fun for him. It was uh, he he said it was very confusing. He didn't understand anything. The the teachers, even the, they they got they, they were angry sometimes and and it and it was very noticeable for for the kids that that the teachers were not comfortable so mm -hmm. for them was what was was not right mm. so we left that school in may 2020 and before that i found uh galileo galileo online school that that was like uh, it was not a replacement, but it was self-directed, and I liked the idea and the methodology that they explained how it was going to be. They were going to connect to the classes that they liked. Uh, they were going to present a menu of different classes and things that they can do in groups of eight kids and different ages, uh, maybe different different countries. Mm -hmm. So they they could. Even it, and, and they could uh, improve their their language because in the school that were that they were fair, uh, private prior to that it was bilingual but the teachers were all Peruvian so it's not the same to practice with with, with a non-native speaker right uh, because the the kids were comfortable talking Spanish and and the teachers in in that effort to 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 the kids understand them they started talking Spanish too mm -hmm. so. 
it was it was easy to change languages uh, uh, every time. So for the kids, wasn't that challenging, not to keep practicing the mm. English. So we started in June 2020, and mm -hmm. um, it was wonderful because after the first week, my kids were were so engaged; they weren't forgetting to connect. They were happy. They were making friends, even though their friends are in other parts of the world. They were doing play, virtual play dates. Um, they started talking more, and it was it was a 360 change for us mm -hmm. as a family. We as parents had to learn a lot because we grew up in the traditional system, and we thought we we, we still had the idea of well, you have to learn this subject and for for you to be successful later, you have to do the math, you have to do the, the writing and the reading. And mm -hmm. But this school also explained us as parents, uh, they introduced you to unschooling, to how it should be. It was more freedom, you have to trust. And that was the most difficult part because as parents, we, as Latin American, maybe in the whole world, but I can talk for my region, right? We as Latin Americans are not um, used to trust children. Mm. It's, 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 uh, uh, it's the all the way around. You have to control the children. You have to tell them what to do because you know better, you are the parent. Yeah. The elders have the authority, so they, they don't trust you until oh. you are much older. So that idea that you have to trust your children to they pick up what they want to learn and and they and choose the time and the way it was like very challenging for us yeah but i think that six months into into the unschooling we were very comfortable with that so uh we can i think that was the starting point uh, at the end of 2020 we were really comfortable with now with the unschooling and link mm. them to, to choose because that trust led them to be more responsible with, with the things. They mm. were they were uh, connecting at the times. So I was not uh, following them for them to remind them that they had to do this and they had to do that. They chose what to do, even the assignments that they had, if they wanted to do it, but they always do it. So because they are choosing what, what they like. So yeah. it's different, right? Yeah. And um, one special achievement that, that my son have is that he really hated writing and reading when he was in school, at school, at private school here. But I en he enrolled in the book club at this online school at Galileo. Mm. And I think I, it was but reluctantly, but I, I kind of push him a little because I told him, you, you, we will, you will be able to choose what to read. Mm. And he said, but he was in mode, I hate everything, everything that has to do with letters. Yep. So I think it was necessary a little push so we can show him the book at least. And, and, and I said to him, I will read with you every time. Every time you would need to read, I will read with you. So we sat every day to read whatever he wanted to read. Hmm. And I think it took me less, like seven days. And then he asked me, can I read on my own? Said, of course, because with me, he had to wait for me to finish my, my work and, and make time for, for me to start to, to read with him. But yeah. he started, just, just asked, can I read on my own right now? You, of course, you, you can you can do and go go and read. And he started reading, and I started purchasing him more books. And now he reads everything, everything he finds. Wow! And he started uh, two months ago, three months ago, I think he started writing his hmm. own stories. And now he 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 says, but for now that he wants to be a writer, right? Wow. <laughs> so, but that change that I hate. I hate the this the, the writing the reading to mm -hmm. I want to be a writer and a writer and reading all the time. I think it's it's proof that when you just let them choose, it works for them for mm -hmm. them. The, the, and uh, I think 
we wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be able to do that right now if he, if we continued in traditional school. Absolutely. Because, because more, more, more or less the same happened to me. I didn't like to read what they gave me to read in, at school mm -hmm. because I found it boring. And I started to liking reading when I was much older. Mm -hmm. You know, and, yeah, that and same we, thing happened to me too. Yeah. And now we can give that opportunity to them because mm -hmm. I think it's important. They, they had to like to read first. Right. And that least leads them to, to, uh, to, to, to the learning, right? To, to want to know how do I read this? How, how, how is this genre uh, called? And now he's, for example, taking writing, creative writing classes. Oh, cool. Complementing Galileo's platform. I'm, he's enrolled in art school. Mm -hmm. I have found recently also a, a writing club that is in Primer, that is another uh, platform. So he's on waiting list there. And he has suggested to uh, starting a student-led club at Galileo's also creating uh, writing. Mm -hmm. And and I think it, it's because of 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 the self-directed learning, really. That is for that us, is amazing. Um, there's there's so much that you shared that I really want to unpack with you a lot more. Um, and I love that he's he's you've been able to see this shift in your son from going from someone that hated reading and hated writing to now being incredibly self-motivated and you use the phrase self-directed a self-directed learning um, for people that may be listening that are not familiar with that term what does that mean to you to be a self-directed learner well i think it what what i understood it means that the learner my kid chooses from a menu of course parents are here to to give them the opportunities, right? But they 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 get to choose why they what their interest in mm -hmm. to learn. Maybe for reluctant learners, you can push a little <laughs> like with it, with the writing and the and the reading because uh, I think the reading is like a stepping stone. If you can read, you 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 don't you are not going to learn much about anything, right? So he he had to start somewhere, but. Besides a certain point, they they just choose, and and they they can explore their own interest. And if you see, for example, that the kid likes to draw, maybe you can look for resources and and give them the opportunities to draw. Just putting some paper and colors and paints uh, to the reach, right? Um, maybe enroll them in some classes if you see that 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 interest is is. Uh, uh, that, that they really persist in that because they also they are some some things are just uh interest for days and they just they said no no i, I didn't like that <laughs> so they just leave but them. that's okay too you know i yes. think a lot of times we we have this idea that my child needs to pursue their passion and that that has to be their passion forever yeah. um mm -hmm. but i i think you know what you said is really important too that they might just be really interested in something for a few days and, and that's okay. And then their interests might change to something else. Mm -hmm. um, but as you mentioned, our, our children giving them that trust that they're going yeah. to choose the things that interest them and the things that they love, then they can direct their own learning and direct their own education as, as you mentioned. Um, and yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity, but most parents don't even know that it's an opportunity that, that is available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the last thing you mentioned, we as parents also have to learn to be okay with the quitting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we tend to see some, uh, talents in them right mm -hmm. and you get like this idea they are gonna be this they are mm -hmm. they're gonna be scientists they're gonna be pianists they're gonna be musicians yeah. and suddenly they discover that they are not really into that they like the idea mm -hmm. of being but when they do it they realize that they really don't like doing the thing yeah the, for example um my daughter liked uh, ceramics mm -hmm. And we purchased the ceramics, the materials, everything, and it just lasted like 
five days and she said no 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 thank you i did no i, I don't like that because it, it, she, she didn't like the texture oh, she didn't yeah. like the waiting <laughs> for, it to, <laughs> for it to dry so uh, and you have to be okay mm. and it, it's it's also hard because you we are taught to just just you have to do it you have to yeah. finish this right. what we what we uh, uh, what what we do tell them is that mm, just as you enrolled in one club, for example, in the platform, the clubs just, uh, they are on, on ongoing uh, sessions, but you can uh, enroll for, for periods of one month. It's once a week. Uh -huh. So if they enroll, they cannot quit after one session. They, they have to do the whole month. Mm -hmm. Just because it's it, it, it's to, to have a, a structure, right? It, to, but I, I told them just just give it give the opportunity for it to really sink in because maybe just the first session you said no I don't like it but maybe it gets interesting, yeah. right? So yeah. absolutely just give it two three okay if you don't like it perfect just wait to the end of the month and you are free and they they change. So if for, for for those kind of classes when involve a group because maybe they do a project and it's kind of frustrating that just once one leaves when they have assigned maybe one mm. chore for each one. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's a matter out of respect. <laughs> but if you don't like it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I actually, I was recently talking with a friend of mine. Um, she's a single mom and her son is around seven years old. And she had registered him for uh, soccer, uh, for like a soccer team and a soccer camp. And he's done a couple of like the lessons, but then he realized that he really does not like playing soccer at all. And she was talking with me about that because she was saying how she's really been struggling because she's been forcing him to continue going. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, if he's, if he's miserable and you're miserable because you're fighting about this all the time, why don't you just let him stop, you know? And it was like that thought had never even occurred to her. And, and so we started having a conversation about exactly what you were saying, that we need to be okay, Our parent, as parents, we need to be okay with our children. I, I try not to use the word quitting, but with our children <laughs> stopping different activities, because that is just as important and beneficial learning for them too. And so we, we were brainstorming kind of how she could do that. And I said, why don't you let him choose and give him that choice, as you were mentioning, giving our children that choice and trusting them to make a decision and say, you know, you, you can kind of choose how you want to do this here. If you decide that you don't like soccer and you want to stop, you are totally free to do that. Um, then there's also value in honoring your commitments. Like you said, that when you're a part of a team and you have people that are counting on you, that that's another aspect to consider in making a decision. And, and it's not like any one decision is better than the other. You know, if he decides I'm gonna stick out this soccer, even though I don't really like it, but I'm gonna finish the season and, and be with my team. And then after this season, I'm done, mm -hmm. that's okay. And if he also says, you know what? I really can't stand it one more day. <laughs> I don't wanna go to one more game that's okay too. And so we talked about how even in either choice to be able to be okay with either choice, but also letting our children know that we're not exempt from the consequences of our choices too. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things that she came up with because she's a single mom, she had to pay for this activity. And so she was like, you know, how can I teach him? I paid for all of these games you know, and, and I don't want to waste the money that we spent. And it was something that I worked really hard for. And so we talked about that too, of like, okay, how can you teach him that? And so we talked about, you know, dividing up the cost of each of the games and how much, if he would choose to stop, like how much it would be that you would be losing um, for him not continuing the rest. And then giving him that freedom of like, you know, if you want to stop, you can, this will be the consequences that we have to pay back this money because we invested this in the team and we're not doing it anymore. And, um, and I think being able to do that, she said it was remarkable that her son was able to feel that freedom that he could choose and knowing that, okay, I can either choose to honor my word and finish out the season, or I can also freely choose to stop this activity right now and I can deal with the consequences which look like I might have to do some extra activities or ask the neighbor if I can help with some 
you know, mowing the lawn or something like that to be able to get that money to pay, pay back, you know, the, the money that my mom lost from not me choosing to not participate in this activity anymore. And, and, um, and I just, your, your story reminded me of that, you know, that, that as parents, we do, we really struggle with that idea of my child quitting something. Um, but again, learning when and how to, to stop doing something that is not serving you anymore, that is such a valuable skill that we can teach our children. Exactly. And also because as adults, <laughs> when we grow up thinking that we just commit to this thing. Yep. And I, and I can say no. You grow up thinking that I can say no, and I'm suffering, I'm miserable doing this job, this chore, this favor that, that I that I said that I would do, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do it, and and you feel guilty. Yeah. So it's nice that they that they know that obviously there are consequences that there are other people that you have to consider. Right. But you can make a, a decision and and just and just nicely ask them well. I, I will I will continue to doing this until this point, right. and and how can I uh, I don't know compensate these days and and just do uh, until this until this point in time and then I won't do it anymore because mm-hmm. and you give your reasons right right it's, yeah. it's not it's it's not wrong to do that right but it definitely create like it it requires us to be a lot more creative and intentional and communicate when our choices, and we realize that our choices impact the people that are around us. You know, like you were mentioning that your son is a part of this, you know, if they're doing a project together and a child is responsible for a portion of the project, well, you don't want to just, you know, bye, (laughs) you guys deal with the project. And I know I was supposed to do this part, but whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like having conversations with people and being able to understand the impact of my choices on the people around me and then still being able to choose freely and figure out, okay, how am I going to make this work that maybe I'll do my part really quickly and then, you know, stop whatever else it was, you know, but, but it does, it takes a lot of really um, out of the box problem solving skills and communication skills mm-hmm. that is so important for us to learn. Even as you mentioned, as adults, like we, I struggle yes. with this, you know, like get having exactly. a commitment that maybe doesn't serve you anymore and, and sticking with it for whatever other reason, whether it be being afraid to let people down or looking bad, or you feel like you don't have a way out. Um, But yeah, I think teaching our children how to leave well, or how to stop doing something well, is Mm -hmm. is an incredibly valuable life skill. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and with this system of self-directed, this also leads in your adulthood, maybe to choose to do something that you really like. Mm. So maybe you will have less opportunities to quit, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> to just learn what they what what the system wants you to learn and mm-hmm. go do the things that the society tells you to do. And yeah. they you want to quit, but you can't, and you can say no. So I think it's everything is is like connected, right? Yes. One decision yeah. leads to the other. So when you start as young as, as they are starting, just making your own choices and doing what you love, trying to do your best to choose what you love. I think it would lead to less opportunities to say, to, to, to quit really, right. <laughs> to quit or say, I don't like this, right? But because yeah. you will have the opportunities to choose and evaluate what you really want to do. Right. And then also too, I feel like there's less stigma around quitting because your children are having this opportunity to try all these different things. And they say, okay, I get to try ceramics. And if I don't like it, I'll stop. And it's okay. You know, like you're not angry with her that she's stopping, you know, ceramics or you're not like, oh, you know, like, like she's able to experience trying a whole lot of different things, figuring out what she loves and also knowing that it's okay if she doesn't like something, mm-hmm. you know, like she can still yeah. choose to do something else. And what a beautiful gift to be able to give your children. You know, especially my daughter, she asked me every time she doesn't want to do any a, a class anymore. She asked me, aren't you going to be disappointed? Mm. So I think that's important. And, and that, that she says that because it, it, it shows how the children feel yeah. They don't want to disappoint you, to the yeah. mom, the dad, right? And if you yeah. look disappointed, <laughs> it, it, they, they are going to be, to be sad and, and, and 
and that sensation that they are not up to the challenge with with the with the ideas that that yeah. the parents have right yeah so that is important they said no it's okay even for <laughs> maybe the inside i want her to keep doing it but it's it's not my choice right it's, it's not going to be me doing it so yeah. i have to let her take the, the decision well that that reminds me of a question actually that i wanted to ask you because i know this idea of self-directed learning and letting your children choose what and when and how they're learning is a very radical concept in this day and age. And I know most parents have probably never even thought about living like this. Um, I know for me, the first time that I heard about unschooling or self-directed learning, I was like, there is no way. <laughs> like this, is, this cannot be real. Like people don't actually do this in real life. This would be, I, I thought it would be the like the worst thing that you could ever do to a child, you know, that it was just, mm -hmm. You know, I thought it would be like lazy or irresponsible or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of fears and, and anxiety and concerns for, oh my gosh, what if I do this and I mess up her life? Like, what if my child never learns to read? Or what if she doesn't learn how to do math or something? Um, and I'm sure a lot of listeners too might also be experiencing some fears or concerns around trusting their children, as you mentioned, um, with their education to guide and direct their own education. So I'm, I'm wondering if you experienced any sort of fears or concerns or what fears or concerns did you have as you started this self-directed learning mm -hmm. journey? Yes, of course. <laughs> I was very afraid at the first. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have to tell you, I, when, I, when we started, we just called it homeschooling. Ah. Because I, 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 I uh, researched about unschooling and I thought the same as you. <laughs> no, there is no way. They're going to be wild and yep. doing whatever they want. And, and they are never going to listen to me. But it's not, it's not <laughs> like that because when time passes and, and we started doing it, suddenly we realized we were unschooling. Mm. But I think it depends on the family because I have seen uh, videos on YouTube that, that uh, there are radical unschoolers. And it starts with the parents, right? I think you are the 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 model for for them mm -hmm. so we as as my husband and i as a couple are kind of a structure we have hours we have routines and our children have have are used to the the, the, the routines they fell asleep at 9 30 tops they wake up very early um they like the schedules I, I, I do not push them to follow a schedule, mm -hmm. but we have schedules because, for example, to follow the, the Galileo's classes, they have schedule. The teachers set a class and they know that they have to wake up two hours before so they can have a really good breakfast, a nice and slow breakfast like, like they like, and, right. and we have our nice conversation. And then they go and change and clean themselves and they just sit on their computer waiting for the teacher. And it really wasn't um, that when we stopped doing the traditional school, they just did what they liked. They always, uh, and maybe it's because they, the, the younger years they did it with this kind of structure, they weren't able to just uh, erase that structure and said, okay, now I'm gonna uh, wake up whenever I want and go sleep whenever I want. They just st stick with, with the hours, mm. right? Then, then for us, wasn't that difficult because we started the other way. Maybe for families that start just unschooling from the very young ages when they don't have that kind of schedules. Maybe it 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 goes kind of <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like 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 disorder. Maybe the children started going to bed very late because I I've heard that that the children go whenever they want to sleep. Mm -hmm. There are those that go to sleep on the after midnight and they wake up after no no. no in the mid 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 uh, the middle of the of the morning, but it never happened to us. Mm. Maybe because we we have classes. We have, uh, for example, my daughter now she trains for a swimming team. Yeah. So they have she had to wake up at six for for us to get to the to the pool at eight a.m. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
and she does it because she wants to do it. <laughs> uh, when when they when she got selected, the the trainer told her, so this training is very early, so you have to wake up and you can't be late, mm -hmm. and it's every day, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays. And we sat with her and had a good conversation. With, this is a commitment mm. that is gonna. It's not for two months. It's not for three months. She's asking you to do this continuously because if you want to be part of the team, mm -hmm. you have to be. So you decide because you you are able to continue going to the pool in the afternoon, whenever you want, mm -hmm. because she loves swimming. You don't have to commit to the team if you don't want because this is discipline. This requires for you and us to wake up very early and go to the pool and, and stay there with you like for two hours and then coming back and keep and then do your classes. Yeah. And she said it was okay. No, she, she wanted to do it. So I, we I didn't think that's push the her. difference though, you know, like because you you really communicated to her like if you're going to commit to this this is what that commitment involves it involves you getting up at six o'clock in the morning it involves you going swimming for two hours it involves you you know doing this for an extended period of time not just mm -hmm. for a month or two months you know like you you communicated all of those expectations to her in advance and then gave her that opportunity to freely choose. And mm -hmm. it sounds like you would have been okay either way. Like, if you wanna do this, great, we'll support you. If you don't wanna do this, great, we'll support you. Like, exactly. you know, you let her know she could still swim for fun in the afternoons. Mm -hmm. And and so she could still pursue her passions, not necessarily in that specific way. Exactly. Um, but that's, uh, how old is she now? I'm sorry. She's nine. Oh my gosh. So nine years old, getting up at six o'clock in the morning yeah. because she wants <laughs> to go swimming. I mean, that's, that's amazing, you know, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people do have that concern, as you mentioned about unschoolers that they just kind of do whatever. And, um, but even students that are radically unschooled or have never had a structure, even when they have to have a structure, they do, they rise to the occasion because they're choosing it exactly like your daughter is, you know? And I think parents set the example. Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's okay if a family wants to be radical and schooler because you as an adult have this kind of of of, of uh, living style, right? You mm -hmm. you are like um, I don't know, like you have an impulse to do this and just let's go. Yeah. Right. And there are other families like we we are. We, we don't like, for example, to do things out of the, the spot here. We just uh, came up with this little, sometimes we do that, but uh, yeah. but not, not uh, it's, it's not usual for, for mm -hmm. us to do that. We, we have all the week planned because we like to be prepared. It's, it's yeah. like, we like to live. So I think our kids are the same <laughs> as so they have their schedule, they have the Google Calendar with all the activities and um, my daughter wants to know what is going to happen next week, mm -hmm. what I will, what, and so we didn't have to, in, we didn't have to say, okay, now you're free, you do whatever you want because they watch us and, mm -hmm. and, and they see that we have an instructor, we have an hour to wake up, we have an hour for exercise, we have an hour to eat, we have an hour to have lunch and, uh, and to have dinner all together and the conversation mm -hmm. at the table. And everything, so they they do as as we do. Mm. So I think it's important. So I think for the families that are afraid that maybe the kids are going to do just whatever they want, I I, I don't think so. I think they are going to mimic what their parents are doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and and I think they do. Kids, I feel like they adapt to the environment that they're in and. Um, you know, if your family thrives on having a little bit more structure, um, then your children adapt to having that structure. And then likewise, if there are moments that, you know, if your family, you like to be more spontaneous, as you mentioned, or, um, you know, be a little bit more relaxed as far as, you know, strict bedtimes or mealtimes or something exactly. like that, that you can do that too. And, and I love that you mentioned that either way is, is okay. Either way is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's really important message to communicate, you know, that, that you can be an unschooling family, a self-directed learning family um, with a structure and also without a very strict structure. 
Um, and, yes, and I think there, there are degrees, right? Degrees right. of of uh, of a structure, mm -hmm. really. Yeah, absolutely. And the beautiful thing is that if you try something and it's not working for you or for your family, you can always change. Um, so, you know, you, you might have a kid that like, you might be a mom that really likes to plan and have everything be very structured and detailed. And you might have a child that, that likes to be more spontaneous. And, and I think that's a way for us as parents to grow in that area of like being more spontaneous. And then it also might be the reverse. Um, I, I know, you know, for myself, I tend to kind of struggle with keeping a very strict schedule. I like routines. Um, but I'm, I've never been the kind of parent that I'm like, okay, you're going to be in bed at eight o'clock and asleep by eight Oh two, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. just being very strict about, you know, bedtimes and stuff like that was just not my personality at all. Um, so I like having, you know, routines and a flow to our day. Um, but I, I also like having that flexibility that it doesn't have to be this rigid, mm -hmm. you know, every second of your life is planned out. And exactly. that I, I like you know, that my kids are able to have free time, you know, where, the, where they don't have activities planned and where they can just mm -hmm. kind of relax and, yeah. and be, you know, and, mm -hmm. and every moment of their life isn't dictated for them, which I think is really important that they can, I feel like that, that unscheduled time to play, that's where we really discover what we love, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, this self-directed education and the, and the Galileo platform gave us the opportunity for them to have more free time mm -hmm. because they finish with the, the things they like to do in the morning, really. Uh -huh. And sometimes they have uh, free time in the mornings between classes and they can do whatever they want. We, mm -hmm. we, don't, we just let them do whatever they want. It is your time. Yeah. So we... And, and they really, maybe they just started reading or doing a project in the computer. Uh -huh. My daughter paints in, the, in her free time. She likes to bake also. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's, it's when you trust the kids, we, we come back to, to the first part. When you trust them, mm -hmm. they really do what they like. I think the, the problem when, when, you, when, when you do a school style, well, you, we have to do like five hours in the morning of all the subjects that they don't like. They yeah. don't have interested in that thing. When they get free time, they they, they just go crazy. Uh, <laughs> exactly, because they don't know what to do with, with those uh, valuable two hours that they get free time. <laughs> and uh, and then you want to, do, they, they do want to maybe that they do what you want to do even in that free time. Right, absolutely. It's like they're in a, you know, when they're in school, they're literally like trapped in this cage where they have to behave a certain way and they have to act a certain way. And someone else is telling them every second, they're going to do this. Now do this. Now do this. I mean, literally you can speak now. You can't speak now. Don't talk, you know, stand yeah. up, sit down, walk this way um, all day long. And when they're in that extremely controlled and rigid environment all day, um, and then they come home, it's like, poof, you know, like they just want to kind of relax and it's like letting an animal out of a cage and, yeah. and, oh, it's, it just, it breaks my heart when I see these kids that are forced to go to that, you know, a, a school environment where it's a forced learning environment and they're not Definitely. able to have that self-directed freedom to learn because mm -hmm. it does, it really impacts, um, you know, the way, the way that they are and the way that they're experiencing learning and life. And, and it, I think it has a really negative impact on their relationship with their parents too because their parents get them at the end of the day when they're tired and frustrated mm -hmm. and wanting to like decompress yeah. and then you know and then they have mom and dad saying okay do your homework and wash the dishes exactly you know all this other stuff and it just it creates for so much tension in in a relationship exactly. yeah with I children. think homework it's a <laughs> homework it's the it's, it's the is the cause of, of family of family fights yes. because that happened to us during the, during pandemic and, and we had they had a lot of homework a lot of homework because mm. the school thought that this was the way to compensate what they were not doing at school yeah now you can do all of this at home yeah and and, and you get you, to be the one to yeah force them to do all this stuff that of they don't course. want to yeah yeah and 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 you and it took the all the afternoon maybe we were it was 10 in the afternoon 10 in, at night and we kept doing the the worksheets 
So <laughs> I think this is not this is not possible. <laughs> no, we, we 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 can keep doing this. No, it was it was horrible because there was and we had the uncertainty of this of the pandemic. Maybe we had relatives getting sick, mm -hmm. and you had to do the homework. Uh, it, it was crazy because it was a really a really uh, really um, an easy time for us. But we had to keep doing it because the teacher. Well, but you have to do it. You mm -hmm. have to do it. I, I, they didn't care. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think the teachers were pressure also. Yes. Because well, it's, because, it's uh -huh. pressure on everyone. You know, like yeah, the, of course. the schools feel pressure from the state. You know, the the schools have then put pressure on the admin, and then the admin puts pressure on the teachers, and yes. then the teachers put pressure on the students, and then on the parents, and society puts pressure on the parents, and relatives put pressure on the parents yeah. and the kids, and it's like everyone is feeling all of this pressure from all sides, and none of that pressure is real. Like no one has to do any of this stuff that we are forcing kids to do in school. Exactly. No one has to do that. Exactly. And you mentioned something that, that really stuck out to me too. You talked about how in, in Hispanic culture, you said that it's a very authoritarian structure that they're not used to trusting their children. Um, and, and they're, they're used to that authoritarian view of, you know, you parents you gotta you know obey your parents all the time and do whatever they say and control your children and make them behave in a particular way um i'm wondering how does unschooling fit in with your wider culture of you know, maybe your your neighbors or your church or your family like how do they handle the fact that you're parenting your children and educating your children through self-directed learning i think for now, <laughs> for now, most of the people haven't noticed because we are well in our country. The rules for isolating and social distancing are, are very, very, very rough, very, very, very tough. Oh wow! So we have been really far from from the extended family, mm. uh, except the grandparents. My, my dad and my my mother-in-law they are always in contact with us not so much in person but just for phone um they know that what we are doing but i think they don't really understand that this thing about unschooling homeschooling they just know so they they have been they have seen the, the grandchildren the kids and and they see them like learning so much my dad always is like a surprise. I was talking to, to Bruno and Olivia and they talked to me about the Greek culture and, uh, and the writers and this book they are reading. And, they, and it, it, he's, he's surprised because before it wasn't like that. Mm. He noticed that, he, that they are learning a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just say, well, yes, it's because we switched to online schooling, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that's it. I, if, if I if I try to explain more, maybe he wouldn't understand it mm -hmm. because they grew up differently. Yeah. So for for my father at least, and I I'm sure my mother-in-law also, grades and tests were really important, really yeah. really important. Yeah. If I we here in Peru we use the how do you say the scale from one to twenty for for grades. So I need the best. 10 is fable. Mm. So if I came home with an 11 or 12 or something, it was bad, but really bad. Now you could, you had to be from 15 up. Mm -hmm. So he was, he, he was very strict with me and also my mother-in-law, I think with my husband was the same. So I think it's, it's kind of, I, I don't know, I don't know if they, if, if they will understand. Mm -hmm. um, they, they may not, you know, they may not understand. Um, and, and I know for most people, this idea of self-directed learning is a completely new idea for most people. Mm -hmm. But I yes. think that it is important for us to start to share um, yes. honestly about what we're doing mm -hmm. and how it's working and and the way that our life is. And actually, that's why I created this mm -hmm. podcast, because I wanted people to know that 
one, unschooling is an option. Um, and two, not only is it an option, but it's an option that lots of people have been doing all over the world for a long, long, long time. Like exactly. this is nothing, unschooling is not a new phenomenon. It is the way that people have learned throughout all of history. They've been learning by doing the things that they love and the things mm -hmm. that they're skilled at and what they enjoy. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, so I, I think being able to have conversations with people like you and share about this opportunity is is such a wonderful thing. So I would encourage you to maybe try to start kind of opening up a little bit and sharing with your family about your experience and what you guys are doing. And I'm mm -hmm. sure as, as your children grow, they'll they'll start to really see the benefits as you mentioned that they already see that they're excited to share with them about Greek literature yes. and all this other stuff. Um, yes. I, with the people that I, that I already talked is with the former class, mom's classmates of, of my, uh, my kids. Oh, okay. What do they well, think? Because they ask, they uh -huh. ask me, what is that that you are doing with your kids? <laughs> and well, I explained to them even some of them had asked me for the references of the, of the, of the online platforms and everything, mm. but they are more worried about the certifications and how are mm. they going to apply to a Peruvian university. Yeah. And our, our vision for kids, because they have known all these people from all around the world and we have traveled with them. And I think, for example, my son wants to go to Europe. Maybe my daughter, she says she's going to study cooking in France. And we are looking for an international future for them, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So we are not so worried about the certifications for Peruvian University. Mm -hmm. But the classmates the, the, of this school here in Peru, the, the, the moms are really worried about that. So I don't have answers for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's ways because for example, we, um, we are taking this uh, program with West River Academy. Oh, so they, that's awesome. So they you, yeah, and they, we can, uh, if, if my kids wanted to study in a Peruvian university, for example, with these certifications, we can convalidate, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's the, the correct word, uh, uh, the grades and everything, and they, they can study here as an international student. So um, for us, for someone who's not familiar, actually, um, my first year homeschooling or unschooling my daughter, I actually used West River Academy too. Um, and then now I've kind of created my own version of West River Academy, which I can share about later. But for people who are not familiar with West River Academy, can you share a little bit about what that program is and what is available for them if they choose to go through a program like West River Academy? Yeah, well, they are uh, a platform that helps homeschoolers, unschoolers, and I think all uh, kids that opt for a different and an alternative education right. to cert to uh, get a certification of what they know, what, what they are learning. Mm -hmm. So you can prepare transcripts and Maybe you have to prepare a document or a database when you put all the evidences of the learning. Even the parents uh, can, can do it with pictures, videos. They're very flexible, really. Mm -hmm. And you enroll with them to certificate by year, for, by, by, by grades, right? And, and at the end of the year, when you complete all these documentation, they give you the certification. And it really, in our case, uh, it certificates that they have completed a grade. And here in South America, you can convalidate that as, as if you were studying in the United States, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah, so, and that, so West River Academy, it is, um, it is actually a private school. So it's an, it's mm -hmm. an accredited private school yeah. um, that is based in, I wanna say in Colorado. Yes. Uh, Yes, uh, they're based in Colorado, but it is applicable for anywhere in the world. And so there are actually mm -hmm. a lot of world schooling or unschooling families that use West River Academy um, to form as, you know, if, they, if they're in a place where they can't register as homeschoolers uh, legally for whatever reason, they can register through West River Academy as a private school. And then they're able to operate as a private school student rather than a homeschooling student. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so that was actually what we did for our first year. Um, 
I will make sure that I include the link for West River Academy in case someone is interested in checking out their program and what they have to offer. And, um, and as I mentioned, I also have something very similar. So I created some, uh, a similar program. So mine is called the Center for Autodidact Services and Support, mm -hmm. which stands for CASAS. And that is the education branch of um, my PMA, which is called PAX Ministries. And so in there, I also provide transcript services and I help parents with creating those cert certificates, as you mentioned, and diplomas, um, so that if they were to need to present any sort of documentation of their child's learning, we work together to be able to create a transcript that matches whatever it was that they were learning. And I walk you through exactly how to do that um, so that parents and children are able to use that. And you can use that to apply to colleges and universities and all sorts of things. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about how I can help you with transcript services or um, getting ready for graduation or going to college, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help you with that. Um, yeah, and I know that we're talking about our children being self-directed learners, but I would love to know how are you modeling self-directed learning as an adult and as their mom? Well, <laughs> this has been a, a learning a learning opportunity for me too. Mm. Well, as I have told you before, here our culture is it's very uh, authoritarian. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in an authoritarian home. Yeah, my father is a uh, is uh, a, a person that has uh, that that was in um, in the uh, he lived in the highlands of Peru, mm -hmm. in a very poor community. They were they were uh, agriculture. They they dedicated to, to agriculture, but they were not a rich family. Mm -hmm. they, they were they were poor. So he moved to the to the city, and and he grew up here here in the when he was like fifteen. So he built. Uh, first he was an he was looking for job. He was an employee, and then he started his own business from zero. Wow. <laughs> and he was very successful. He, wow. he is very successful. So when when I was born, <laughs> he was set on. I, I I was I was the next the next person that was going to keep on with the business. Ah. So I was grown up to I, I was raised to be uh, the, the successor of, of, of this business. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a choice mm. much to to choose what I wanted to do, what my interests were. Mm -hmm. So I and and I and I when I grew up I used this. So I, I didn't know. Um, that I had to think about what I really liked until I was an adult. Oh, <laughs> practically. Wow. I studied business, obviously, to to, to manage this the, the family business. Uh, I, I I do manage right now with, with him and my older brother. Uh, but with the research that I was doing, I, it was like, like like going back in 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 time, and I I started to examine really what I wanted to do. Mm. I and and I was uh, I realized that I was uh, I, I really like arts I I like calligraphy I hadn't noticed that I was really good at calligraphy when I was at school mm. but I just did it because it was natural to me and until I uh, pick up a pen again uh, <laughs> a fountain pen with ink and everything recently like last year because of the pandemic and we were <laughs> we were at home i just started to write with with these the things i i had i had to stash away somewhere and i started realizing that i really love doing this Aww. i didn't know it was it was a, it was a talent of mine and i really love doing this i also remember i love dancing i i did dance some sometimes in at at my university, I belong to a group of, of Peruvian dancers, mm -hmm. uh, but my dad, my, my dad didn't like it. So oh. I, I, I left the room because he wanted me to, in my free time to go to the business and work. Mm. No, 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 not so much the dancing. And, <laughs> because it was, uh, I, I was losing time. I was, I was wasting my time. It, it was not what I was going to do. Mm. So I better, I better go work. So for me, it was like a rediscovery of the things that I liked because I, I, I watch my kids 
this is what we were supposed to be doing. Right. And also my husband, my husband recently started training like last year, really, really training. And he started going hiking and uh, to mountains here in, in Peru that wow. we have, we have the highlands, so we have really tall mountains and mm -hmm. he started hiking, mm. but, but really, really seriously. <laughs> and he discovered that he loved it and he never did it before. Huh. And he was inspired, <laughs> our kids inspired us to do this Aww. because we, 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 we just thought that we just had to be doing our work, our jobs, and, and that's it. Yeah. But I think that that's the way that we did it, that that's impacting us. So we are taking, for example, he's taking a, a, a classes with trainers so he can improve their, their, their physical uh, being so he can be prepared for the, for the high altitude. Um, I am taking design classes, lettering classes, calligraphy classes, oh, cool. whenever I, 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 I can. So I don't know, because I like it. I don't know if it's going to, to become something in the future, maybe. I think maybe in a couple of years, I may be doing something, uh, some calligraphy services for somebody because I like it so much. I don't know, but maybe. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just letting it be. <laughs> I'm just taking the opportunity and doing it. So I think that's it. That is what's going to, that, for us, that's how it impacted personally. Uh, but really as a family, it has changed us for the better. Mm, how so? I think we, we are, the, 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 um, as we are not as, as, as structured as before, or, or maybe, I, 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 maybe structure is not the word. I think we're not as afraid mm. of not uh, pursuing this way and I and I watch all the families here that are worried about how it's going to be next year mm -hmm. how is it how my kids are going to school how are they not learning because they think they are not learning nothing <laughs> at home right how, how how are these they are not taking tests they are not they, they don't know how to do um the math that we are not afraid anymore of that mm. we're just so we have uh, the dynamics is totally different now yeah. because we just, we just are open for them to tell us why are they learning. Yeah. They are eager to share all the time what they are learning. We are happy to see them and they notice that in us. It's mm -hmm. very important that they see you happy. And, yeah, and, and they, happy and uh, I think peace too. Like I feel like yes. peace is a great word to describe mm -hmm what yes, you're sharing exactly. Um, exactly. and I can definitely relate to, to seeing that distinct difference that as, as a family of self-directed learners, I feel like we experience peace in a very different way than other families do because we are not stressed as you mentioned about tests or quizzes or homework or all these other things that, that people are, are trying to force their children to do, but instead we can just rest in and trust, as you said, trust that our children are learning all the time, all the time. And, um, and we don't have to worry about what they're learning or how they're learning or, you know, any of those things at all, but we really can just have peace and focus on, on having a happy life together. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I think what they need to learn, they're going to learn. Absolutely. In their own time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you. I, I, I also want to ask, I ask all of my guests before um, they leave, if you could share one piece of advice with a family that is thinking about pursuing self-directed learning, what would you say? Well, my advice is you have to um, start trusting yourself, your decisions, your own decisions. I think it's important for first that you take the decision and go slow, don't rush it because uh, you, you have to um, learn first about uh, the, 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 med the methodologies, 
the why you are doing this mm -hmm. because I think it's really good, but it's not for everybody. It's not for every family. Depends on your goals. What are you trying to accomplish with your kids? Mm -hmm. And I think it requires a level of, of, of preparation mm -hmm. of, of, the, of the parent, because if you are not totally uh, convinced, maybe it's not going to work. Mm. So, and I think there, there is a lot of resources, books and, and web pages and resources like, like, like yours that can give more information so they can take an informed decision mm -hmm. and do the things on time. The, on, yeah. on, on, on the on the right time because if you rush it maybe it can it can uh, backfire yeah. it's not going yeah. to work so because I think there is a a, a stage of the schooling and they is is like resetting right and that's it's important step um I think we did it very fast it worked for us but I think for some other families they may take a while to, the, to do this, this schooling where you just stop doing any kind of, of teaching and just start again. Mm. So I think it's very important to take an informed decision, do the research, do the reading, and, and then you can start choosing how are you going to support this, uh, this, this, this learning style at home. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. And if someone is listening and they would like to get more connected with you, um, how can people connect with you? Uh, I, I have uh, the, my Twitter that is at Hypergraphica. I think we can put it. I can I can send it to you in the in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll make sure can... that I I'll make sure that I have um, your Twitter and then you also have Instagram too, correct? Yes, it's the same. It, it's the same handle, both both Twitter and Instagram. So, okay, great. Um, you, you so I'll make sure that I I'll make sure that I put. Um, both uh, Karam's Twitter and her Instagram handles in um, in the show notes. So make sure that you check those out. You can follow her and um, get connected with her. She's an absolutely wonderful, wonderful person to get connected with. And um, I'm really excited to connect with you too, because I believe that this is an important conversation to have not only in English, pero también en español. Um, entonces, I think one day deberíamos de tener esa conversación en español también para que las personas que hablen español pueden aprender y espero que también vayan a poder entender. So. Por supuesto, creo que Latinoamérica necesita más información de este tipo. De sí, creo que sí también. Entonces vamos a tener que grabar otra conversación completa en español. And to all of my listeners, I want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast. I hope that this episode has been as much of a blessing for you and your family as it has been for mine. Make sure that you stay tuned. There are new episodes that are released every Tuesday, and I hope that you will share this episode with your family and friends and consider supporting me in, um, in the work that I'm doing on my website, www peacefulworldschoolers.com and you can also check the link in the show notes. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Join us next Tuesday on the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Harders. And if you enjoyed today's episode, click subscribe and be sure to hit the bell so you will not miss out on a single episode.